0: Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of the Swiss Ballers Pod. I'm Fabo, and as usual, I'm joined by two absolute ballers, my good friend Armin, back home in Zurich, and Toto, down in Geneva. My friends, how are we doing? Good, good. The the season just started
1: for us in Geneva. We had our first game uh, yesterday. We, we did lose, but I mean... That's part of the game. Uh, but yeah, happy to be back and to play again, finally.
2: Nice. Armand? Yeah, I'm good as well uh, for obvious reasons. Um, I don't think I need to expand on it. Um Yeah. How are you, Fabo? Yeah, I mean, obviously, a super frustrating week
0: for for United fans. Uh, this is my therapy session now. Um, we're gonna go where it hurts, and and you're gonna try and not to rub it in, Armin. Um, yeah, we'll, I'm gonna try my best. <laughs> we'll tackle the the Premier League's fourth game week today. The feature being the Arsenal v United game, and we might even talk uh some other games too if I'm very lucky. Um. Let's let's start off with a completely unrelated question. Arman, who is the opponent in the league that you want to beat the most every season? Come on. Um, well, I mean, at this point, it could be City. It could be United. It could be Tottenham. I mean...
2: No, obviously, United and Tottenham are the two biggest games for me. But I would say uh, Tottenham team. With a uh, with a quite a big uh, big amount, yeah. These are the games I look forward to the most, and I want to
0: win. Fair enough. Um, I do want to also just say now we we were just in this Zoom call for a while, and you kept talking about the drilling, and we haven't heard it once. And now that we started the pod, we do hear drilling. So on behalf <laughs> yeah. of of the Swiss Ballers Pod, you're going to switch you... your location. Armin's switching location mid mid pod uh let's let's see how that goes i'm just gonna first time for everything okay i'm gonna mute you quickly just so we don't hear anything while you're moving around um or you can mute yourself i'm gonna ask toto his question uh we we've seen we've seen the um the the draw of the european competitions this week Toto who which one of your two teams do you think is more likely to go through Dortmund in that hellish group F or or Servet in the Europa League
1: you know what I think it's
0: going to be Servette.
1: <laughs> because the Champions League group is oh man the, every team is going to be a tough one to play like there is no there is no game you're going to say oh yeah we can win that one like to go to Saint James Park to go to San Siro and to go to the Parc des Princes is going to be tough so yeah i don't know but i think Serbia can do something uh against roma it's going to be difficult because obviously they're clear of us but against slavia prague and um is going to be tough as well to go there to go to prague to go to moldavia is going to be t- some difficult uh, games but i think at home we can do something with a lot of fans and uh, the way we played against genk and the rangers I think we can do something but it's going to be a tough one but yeah for Dortmund man <laughs> I was like la- last week I said I wanted an easy group and we've got like the, the hardest one ever I think literally it's, like, one yeah of the toughest one and yeah but let's see how it goes but I think it's going to be so difficult
0: I mean, maybe this is a good season for Dortmund to end up in the Europa League, no? I mean, maybe this is, you know, Newcastle don't look that strong at the moment. You could maybe get something against Newcastle. Yeah, but Uh,
1: the the thing is that in the Champions League, it's the first time since, I don't know, 20 years, something like that. They will want to to win every game. To go to St. James Park, the atmosphere would be like one of the best one. So it's going to, there won't be any easy game. Like to go there would be a battle. And even at home, they they will want to to win as well. So yeah. Even though that, because like we we just went to to draw against idenheim then last week we yeah. drew to Bochum. Not looking good for us. And I know like Newcastle lost to to uh, Liverpool and Brighton, but I mean that's two good teams, which is not the case of Bochum and idenheim So yeah. <laughs>
0: You are of course correct. I mean, we'll see. We'll 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 chat to Armon in a sec about the the Arsenal's Arsenal's Champions League draw. Yeah. I I will quickly do. Can we
1: can we talk about Europa League? Maybe it's more Europa League than Champions League.
0: now, isn't it? It, it does look like a Europa League group. So Man. Arsenal <laughs> waited so long to play in the Champions League. And yeah, they got given a, a a Europa League group. But we'll we'll, we'll discuss this with Armand as soon as he settled in. I'm just going to do the the 90 second update quickly. Um, yeah, here we go. Friday night and West Ham beat Luton 2-1. Luton remained pointless at the bottom of the table. On Saturday, Cameron Archer scored two goals on his Sheffield debut to earn his team a point in a 2-2 draw against Everton. Both Son and Haaland netted three out of their team's five goals as City and Spurs beat Fulham and Burnley 5-1 and 5-2. Brighton also had a hat-trick hero in their team. 18-year-old Evan Ferguson scored all three goals as Brighton beat Newcastle by three goals to one. Another four-goal, four-goal tr- thriller played out at the g Community Stadium, Brentford versus Bournemouth. No clue how Brentford didn't win after hitting the post for what felt like four times. 2-2 was the end result. Chelsea stumbled at home to Forest, who looked sharp on the counter, ex-Man United player Anthony Ilanga getting the only goal of the game. On Sunday, Crystal Palace celebrated their second W of the season, first, second, W of the season, after be- beating Wolverhampton at home by three goals to two. Liverpool finally celebrated their first clean sheet of the season after dispatching Aston Villa at Anfield by three goals to nil. In this weekend's final game, United lost 3-1 at the Emirates in a tense and equally balanced game after a late-lay late drama and Declan Rice winner sealed it for Arsenal. In other football news, the European transfer window is closed. Finally, how relieved I, I was so relieved when it I mean, I, I'm not happy with what United did. I think they the, the board let the manager down, as I predicted earlier in the summer. I think ultimately it's a it's a disappointing window for United. Um, but but there was still a sense of relief, and now we can like focus on the good stuff. Do you do you feel that way as well, Arman? Yeah. I
2: if you, yeah, it's difficult to say, but but if you see if you end up with uh, McGuire and Evans on the pitch at the Emirates, surely you should have bought another centre backs. I mean, um, it's clear as day, and I ultimately think that the the ownership and the Glazer are at fault for the for the loss yesterday and in the end of the day
0: I agree completely with you I mean I'm, I'm gonna get into it when we when we do tackle that that game in more yeah, but, detail but, but maybe like
1: just... I mean in a way it's true but there, there is like I would say four players that can play, play as a center-back Martinez Lindelof Varane and now Luke Shaw sometimes and two of them are injured like and then Martinez goes up it's not enough injury. though
2: it's it's not enough
0: if you look at look you know you have what you see on the pitch and i'm 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 going to go into more detail later but if you see on the pitch the 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 problems united have which are as you say you, you end up in game week 4 you have a couple of injuries and suddenly you end up with Maguire and Evans in mm-hmm. centre mid and centre back that, those are symptoms of bad recruitment if you look at the benchmark in the league right now which is man city right if you look at who their number 4 and 5 center backs are you you come up with yeah. players like guardiola like stones like akanji even you know i don't even know who what the order is yeah, but, Ake, t- they're t- so good
1: t- t- any other team than city that got four good center backs
0: but even arsenal played gabriel for the first time this season you know because yeah. they had suspensions yeah. and and had to rotate and move stuff around and injuries and and it's just if you if you spend a summer, like the the summer the summer long, there's rumors about Maguire going, Maguire not going, and 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 Todibo and Pavar and Disassi and blah blah blah, and four weeks in. You end up with Johnny Evans and, and Harry Maguire. That's not how Eric Ten Hag intended it. That's the board letting him down because they failed to recruit and they failed. And almost more importantly, they failed to let the right players go. We're still giving, we're still paying Eric Bay We're still paying Donny van der Beek. We're still paying McTominay. We're still paying Harry Maguire. These players should not be at United given the progress they made last season. And th- that's where ultimately, yes, of course, you you know you can concede a goal from a corner, but the The organization, the structure is different when you have a Varan, a Martinez, a Shaw, as opposed to a Harry Maguire and a Johnny Evans. But again, let's 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 save it for for just in a second, boys. I want to I want to talk to you about Champions League draw, Arman, just quickly. Um, Arsenal's draw. Are you happy with with who you got? I mean, it is it is a very Europa League group, but but are you are you content with what you got?
2: Yeah, Yeah. just. Drilling is crazy. I'm so sorry. Uh, the group is the group is. Uh, I'm 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 really happy with it. I, because I think maybe we can rotate in one of the games as well with party being out, timber being out, our squad all of a sudden looks yeah. a bit thinner, and uh, yeah, just as easy as possible at the moment. I don't want any uh, any hurdles in the way. So yeah, I'm I'm really happy.
0: It's almost one of those groups where you need to be looking to win it now, That that surely is the pressure to get an easier yeah. quote unquote draw in the in the round of 16. Because, yeah, I mean, Sevilla are going to be dangerous. They're going to be challenging you for it. But ultimately, it's it's a group that you should almost win. Yeah. Definitely. OK, um, lads, let's let's get into the the Premier League action. um. I, before we before we go to the Emirates, where I'm sure Arman will be very eager to talk about, we had we had three hat tricks this this weekend, which I think is the first time since like 1995 or something. It's been a, it's been a long time. Which one of the three hat tricks impressed you the most, Toto? Was it was it Son, Haaland or or Son? I mean, I think in a way
1: we're like when it's Haaland, it's a bit boring, or like every week hat trick. Okay, fine no no i'm joking but yeah Holland. i'm not very impressed because like we can see that almost every two or three weeks so it's like yeah it's fine but i think it's a good one for Sun because obviously it's been a long time he hasn't been like at his best since, since one or two years so i think it's a good one for him hopefully he can keep it that way and like score every week like because i think were you imp- Just thing. quickly
0: on Son because I want to talk about that first goal. Were he you played that how- didn't he? Yeah, he played yeah. as a centre-forward. Were you impressed with how he took that first goal?
1: Was it the the, the chip one? Yeah. 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 What a finish, yeah. Man, I, I mean, like, the, the composure, because, like, you can see, like, take his time and just do, like, a little chip. And, wow, I love that type of finish. Yeah. And to have the composure to do that while there was the defender coming from the back. And the keeper in front of him, I just love it. And yeah, but I think the the one that impressed me the most is Evan Ferguson to do it at 18 years old uh, against Newcastle at home. Just and it's an it's an important one because they 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 I think they lost last week. Yeah, they did lose last week. And to come back to play against Newcastle, you need to win and you score a hat trick while being 18 years old. It just and it, it it did score two goals uh, outside the box, so it just showed that he's not only like a striker that score tap-ins so it's a good one for him and yeah I think that's the the biggest one for me for me
0: yeah I, I agree with you I was very I was very impressed it's been interesting to see how he develops and, and where he'll ultimately end up because I don't yeah. think Evan Ferguson will, will finish his career at Brighton and if he does it's it's either a sign of Brighton becoming Man City or him falling off drastically um, let's we do have to chat a bit more about about um, Spurs this week because the, the, I when I saw at this fixture list right I was I was doing my FPL I was like should I get Madison in Armin? I know you got him in and I was like do you know what Burnley away that's not an easy game that they will make it difficult they need the they need the win they're in front of their own home fans um, for the first time I think for the first time since that Man City game I'm not sure yeah um,
2: uh, no against Villa as well they were at home oh yeah this is true.
0: Um, but but you know, within I just I just felt like Spurs aren't going to run away, and they did, and and they, we've spoke about this recently. They they are starting to really impress us now. I mean, sitting comfortably at top of the table with with ten points after four games, they're up there with the with the big guns. They're scoring Harry Harry's Harry Kane's goals without him. Where where do you sit, Armin? I mean, you're wearing your Arsenal shirt, there. You're never going to praise them, but can they do the top four?
2: No, I mean, um, at the moment it's all uh, all nice and rosy, and uh, we lo- we all love Ange and Madison is playing well and Son is playing well. It's all very good, but um, I think Roy Keane said something funny in the yes yesterday. He said a uh, mode word in the in the cold months for Spurs when all the when all the players get their gloves out.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love it. Yeah um i wouldn't say that as as dramatically as that but there's going to be tougher challenges and there's going to be like i said with chelsea there's going to be some pain for tottenham this year as well and but they look they look good it it seems like there's a positive vibe around tottenham and they 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 play attacking football which i think the fans always wanted so yeah very a very, a very good, very good start to the season for them.
0: Yeah, for sure, and uh exciting to watch. If I, if you don't mind me saying, yeah. they, the, the some of the attacking yeah. stuff they're playing. Again, Armands, he's agreeing, but he's not. Um, yeah, it will be interesting to see. the The other, the other club with ten points. I want to talk about. And we we spoke about but, them but last maybe
1: week. Just, maybe just about Tottenham. I think the the thing that will goes wrong if. They've got an injury at the back. There was no one on the
2: bench. Yeah, I, I think but On that the bench, as well. it's
1: Emerson, it's Ben Davis, it's Davidson Sanchez. I mean, just one injury and everything goes off. And I think on the whole season, they will have to rotate. And yeah, it's going to be tough for them. Like at the moment, it's the f- uh, fourth game of the season. Every player can play. But with the time, some player will be injured. So we need to rest. And I think at those moments, it's going to be tough for them. But the flip they don't side have Europe.
2: They don't have Europe. But that, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I, I, I have, to say, have, Europe, have to say, not having Europe, sometimes is such a blessing. I think I, yeah. one time when Arsenal were were going for top four, not having Europe was was amazing. Like week for week, you could rest and concentrate on yeah, the league and be all right. If we you already... don't have
1: Europe, there will be injuries as well. Yeah, yeah, um, sure, sure, sure. You have to, you have to rest some players. Like yeah. they can't play every week for, for yeah, like yeah, six or eight months. So I don't know.
2: But they're out yeah. of the Carabao Cup as well. So I think down yeah. to the December, I think they were really, they were comfortable run. But yeah, if 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 players like Romero get injured, then uh, yeah. I think it's... Uh, it's or it's even gonna just be. Madison
0: as well. I mean, the way he's playing now, yeah. he's, he's unreplaceable for them. Yeah. Okay. The The other team on... Or, um, are you going to interrupt me again before I change the subject? No? Sorry. Sorry. No. 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 No, I'm, I talking, I'm talking to toto there you're both yeah. masters at this by the way every time i change the subject you're like oh by the way just one more thing just one more thing which <laughs> i like because you're yeah. passionate about it Let I, just me look, so. I just look like a fool because i'm trying to like move things along and then there's another thing coming That's up cool. um it's all good you know we're learning can i can i change the subject are you okay with that sure sure yeah, it's fine. Okay, cool thank you okay west ham 10 points as well um we spoke about them last week now they have the europa league group Freiburg, Olympiacos, Topola from from Serbia, they win again. They sign Kudus now. They they're looking so strong, boys. I mean, the question really I have for you, Toto, is can can West Ham win the Europa League? Are they that strong? Uh,
1: I, I I don't think so. I think there was there was some better team than them, like Liverpool. I think Liverpool for me the the the, the favorite for that Europa League. Uh, to win it that's a tough one I think they, they, it will depend on the if they finish first who they get in the knockout stage See, as my, well.
0: my, my, I, I'm just thinking like right Liverpool aren't going to play the Europa League as a priority they'll want to they'll want to reach top four yeah the yeah, but West, Ham, bit... West Ham have the European experience now they won the Conference League they've played a Europa League semi-final these players know how to get far in these competitions and I'm just sat there thinking the way they're set up the way they're playing they have the a reasonable amount of squad depth now at the moment I wouldn't be surprised if we'd see them in Europe come April May time.
1: Yeah, but to win it, it's going to be tough because I think Sevilla will be in the Europa League. And- <laughs> no, Sevilla is going to go yeah. to that group. Sevilla is going. No, be- no,
2: Sevilla is going to be third intentionally. Yeah, I think. so they can go to they- to Europa
1: League. Yeah, as they do. No, but I, I think it's tough to-, to say if they can win it. But they've got the quality to do it. But at the end, it's always so difficult to win a European trophy, even more in the Europa League because you never know. But yeah maybe i don't know
0: we'll see Armand doesn't think so but let me change the subject again before i have you have have you talk about them um the promoted teams they're all struggling a bit i mean we we knew there was this room or this this meme going around the internet in summer that this was the most championship premier league ever with the likes of of luton and and sheffield and maybe even Burnley and Bournemouth and Brentford, teams that we're all used to seeing in the championship when we were growing up. And the three newly promoted sides, Luton, Sheffield and Burnley, they're all in the bottom four. Sheffield, the only only ones who finally collected a point now against Everton at home. Are we worried for all three promoted teams, Armin? Are they going to go straight down or is this just teething issues?
2: Yeah, we we all expected a lot from Burnley, didn't we? And at the moment, they're um, they're letting us down a bit, or letting themselves down. It's it's a bit too early in the season to say because there's so many different different things that happen throughout the season. I mean, we're four games in, so yeah, they had a they have a bit of a bad start, all of them, but. We never know, I mean, Nottingham Forest, we never would have thought they could stay up and now at the moment they're looking like they could be a, like a, maybe not mid-table but surely out of the relegation zone side, so I just don't know but Luton, Sheffield, they do look, I don't think they'll no, stay no. up, they, they, especially at the back, look, no, no chance, no chance in the Premier League to defend like this.
0: So, so is the gap between the Championship and the Premier League just too big? I mean, Vincent Kompany said it's the biggest step in world football to to get promoted to the Premier League from the Championship. Is this a sign of just the Prem getting so much money that the clubs in the Premier League can just build and build and build and the teams in the Championship will, will just get left in the dust?
1: Yeah, because, you know, like last season, Burnley were just too good for the Championship. And now they're in the Prem and they get smashed every week. And I don't think it would change, to be fair. I think this year is going to be tough for Burnley as well. I think they will go down as well. It's a bit too early, but for what I've seen, it's not enough. And, yeah, I think the gap is huge. Because if you compare to City, of course, the gap is way too big, like the financial way, in a financial way as well. But even like to, to when you compare to a team like Brentford, the, They've got, like, they, 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 they was such, the, the gap is so big between every team in the Prem and the team that comes from the Championship. It was the same with Norwich. Every year they smash the Championship and then when they go back to the Prem, they're not good enough and they go, they go down again. And yeah, I think it's going to be the same every year.
0: So do you pip those three promoted sides to go back down again?
1: Yeah, maybe Everton will put up a, a fight as well. To go down <laughs> do uh, to go down yeah but, i love that yeah but i was watching the game against Sheffield, and they are so poor like yeah th- there is some quality to be fair in that team but just doesn't work and they are not strong enough at the top there was that new player beto um
2: yeah I he look good this
1: game to be fair because he, he... he's fast he's strong i think he can do something the the rest of the team is just not good enough. Like, to, to go draw to Sheffield, I think it's not a good result for them. It was their first, first goal of the season after the fourth game, so just show how difficult it would be for them. But yeah, I see all of the three teams going down. But uh, let's see.
0: Okay. I'm going to change the subject again. Um, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's chat about uh, Newcastle losing away to... Brighton. This is a, a theme that we've been following um for a while now, Newcastle. I mean, when we did when we did season predictions, I picked them to end up in seventh. I, I kind of thought they would struggle a bit this season. Obviously, a long way still to go, but it looks like once again I was right. Um in more seriousness though, <laughs> Seth said yesterday in the group chat he he said this is the first time we've actually played badly we we were okay against liverpool he said they were decent against man city just too strong in the end man city were as always and and he said there's glimmers of of of, of hope he was impressed with tonali the last couple of games as well and and i i just i'm not as optimistic for for newcastle as as he was i think tonali's already starting to show signs of why milan ultimately sent sell sold him sorry a bit lackluster a bit i don't know lacking intensity at times he's adapting to the premier league of course and he's he's a young player he'll he'll improve and he'll learn and all the rest of it but i just feel like there's a bit of a bit of bite missing about about newcastle and a bit of a, a bit of urgency missing about them, even in the games against the you know, the Liverpool game was a classic example of that as well. A bit of just that just that extra five, ten percent that they had last season when they maybe had a point to prove and, and now it feels like they're just a bit in in leaning back mode. I mean that was a poor
2: performance against Brighton, wasn't it Armand? Yeah, really poor. Um offensively and defensively both sides. Not good enough, and against teams like Brighton, you will get found out. Um, I don't quite... I mean, defensively, they were so strong last year, but it's just simple mistakes. I I, I can't really get my head around it. Like letting even Ferguson have... Letting him turn, and then when he turns, he's not attacked by by a midfielder or or a centre-back. And then when he shoots, oh, we have to say it's an incredible finish. I mean he's so both uh footed as well. Both feet footed two footed. Yeah? Two footed, sorry. <laughs> two footed as well. And uh no, I was um I was a bit disappointed with, with their midfield, especially. I think Tonali and and um Bruno Gius they were not existed.
0: Yeah, I agree existent. with you. Man. The, the... But
2: I, I'm not that worried for Newcastle as you are. I think yeah. you, you I, can I have think... one game off. I think, yeah, uh, they had maybe not one game off, but it's yeah, just, but it can uh, yeah, it can, it can happen, especially against Brighton away. So I, I'm not, I'm not that worried. I think they do, they still have a good, uh, a very good uh, team,
1: yeah. And they were missing us when Botman, which is, yeah, I think that's. Their best center back, and I think Cher can play with Botman. And together, they're very good, but next to um, Dan Burn, it's not the same. Yeah, and I think they were missing him. I didn't watch the game, but from what I've heard, they were missing him, which makes sense because do you know how
2: long Botman is out? I think it's just
0: they're expecting him to be back before long after the
2: international break. Yeah, 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 I think so. Okay, yeah,
1: from what I hear, there's international break, I forgot.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's the shittest time of the year. No we one, can, we... no one gives a shit break. Yeah, we all have yeah. to now realize how empty and sad our lives are without club football. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's three international breaks until. Yep. December. Yep. The only I mean, good thing. It's crazy is it, that it's it ridiculous. December, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, there's one in October and there's oh, one well. in in November as well. I mean, fuck me! You're never getting the season like like now. The season has kicked off. Yeah. And, and now we stopped. have to stop again. It's, it's fucking ridiculous, honestly. Yeah.
0: The only good thing yeah. is you can really plan your wildcards in, in FPL, but that's a different podcast. <laughs> um, the, the flip side of what we just said, I want to quickly give some praise to, to Brighton because we I know we talk about them a lot and they are really just fun to talk about and fun to watch. I mean, Mitoma, March, Joao Pedro, Gross, now Ferguson as well. And they just signed Ansu Fati from Barcelona player going from Barca to Brighton is something we probably didn't see coming a couple of years back even they look insane don't they Teresa? I mean what a team
1: yeah and I think there was a lot of quality and what you were talking about Fatih like to say that the the player that took Messi's number 10 at Barcelona is going on loan at Brighton just so and I think it's going to a bigger
2: club (laughs) (laughs) come on
1: but I mm-hmm. think it's a good move for Barcelona, for Brighton, and for Fati. For me, it's just a perfect move because he's going to play. He's going to gain a lot of uh, game time. They play an atta- attacking football. He's going to, to get a lot of, lot of chances. It's the best way to, to be back at his best, in a way. So I, I think it's a great move, to be fair. And I wasn't expecting it. I, I put on Instagram that it was random, but at the end, it's not. I don't think it is. And yeah, I think it just shows how the Premier League has become one of the best. I, I, it obviously has always been one of the best, but now every team can get players. Like to say, West Ham got Kudus, which is one of the one of the wonder kids. Now Brighton did manage to get Ansu just show like how the Prem is becoming one of the like one of the, the greatest league at our time. So yeah. I think it's a great move. But yeah, Brighton will be very good this year. And hopefully yeah. they, they will. Yeah.
2: Even like Diaby going to Aston Villa in a way shows yeah. how big the Premier League is. I mean, Diaby.
1: Uh, uh, ah, yeah, yeah. Like
2: he's at the top side at Leverkusen and yeah. probably getting Champions League next season, whatever. But he wants to go to the Prem and maybe he has to go down a few places in the table but you're willing to take that when you can go to the Prem yeah. you know I think that just shows and I understand him to be honest I think I would have yeah. done the move as well even Absolutely. though he, they are in the Conference League and maybe not gar- nowhere near guarantee Champions League next season so yeah, yeah it it is it is showing
0: boys we'll take a break here we'll come back we'll talk United losing at us. To talk about Arsenal versus Man United. And, and I, I just I think I, I I'll start with just wrapping the game up for those who I don't know were living on the moon yesterday. Um it was it was quite a cagey game, not the best in, in terms of quality to very equally matched teams who I think is not unfair to say what would have taken the draw. Um It could have gone either way. United took the lead through Rashford and immediately conceded a goal when Odegaard equalised after about 35, 36-ish minutes. Second half was again cagey. Saka had an absolute sitter that he missed halfway through it and, and United created some chances on the counter. A lot of possession for United in their own half. Arsenal probing but not really doing much going vertically. And then in the 90th minute, United broke through and Gonacha scored a brilliant goal only to be given offside like what was literally centimetres, like absolutely nothing in that. And then Arsenal get a corner in the 97th minute or something and uh, Declan Rice scores the winner. Before then, Gabriel added a third one, but but that's really only an add-on to, to the game. As I said, a game that could have gone both ways Armin but we were just talking before this about how match of the day were like yeah United were poor and and Arsenal did really well I I actually don't think that's necessarily the game I saw I I thought United did quite well to limit Arsenal when Arsenal weren't at their best do you agree with that or
2: where are you on this yeah I, I do think we deserve the game to win the game I think we had more chances and X the um reflects. I think we have two more XG than you. We had, I think, I mean, the, the possession was actually pretty even, but I mean, I saw a heat maybe yesterday of where we had possession and where you had possession, and I, I was very impressed by how you were playing out of the back. I think Onana. I think didn't he was so good with the ball he was so calm he almost f- finds st- always the right man to play he always makes the right decision he's absolutely amazing on oh, no, no. um but then after that you couldn't really find Ericsson and Bruno to link up to the attack and that's i think where I think that's a bit worrying for me if I would be a united fan because if you look at the the chances were great. It's all counterattacks, and none of them really are from. Okay, let's build up from the back. Let's go through the lines, and then maybe with a one-two go in behind them. It was a classic defensive counterattack kind of approach, which I don't, I don't blame. Listen, if you, you want to win a game, you want to win a game. It doesn't really matter how, but just for in the long term, I'm not sure this should be or. I don't know if you're happy with this approach, but I think Arsenal didn't have their best of games, but they were, with the ball, they were, I think, in the final third much better at the end of the day and created much much more... um, It's like um, from open play and not from counter-attacks. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if United win everybody would be saying it's a perfect away game. so um of course, but yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a good game. I, I thought it was actually quality wise I thought it was, was good as well. and yeah, I think the moment that Odegaard could equalize straight after and that's not really at a bad mood kicking at Emirates was really important, you know, just to to be positive again. So yeah, I think I think at the end of the day we we do deserve to win just because of the amount of chances we created. Yeah, I mean, just before before we
0: hear Toto's thoughts on this, I i I'm, I was I was quite happy with with Ten Hag's game plan. I I thought he he got it right. I mean, we I spoke before about United's transfer policy and how the board is letting him down and and given the material of players that he had, you know, no shore on the left to to cause problems, no. Milvaran to solidify the defense they 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 sat back they played around in their own half they they really struggled to get beyond those first 30 40 meters maybe but given that the only point against the top 7 that we won last sorry last season was was against spurs away united needed to do better in the away games and i think part of the reason why he he went for this approach is is to be more pragmatic is to to solidify the defense to not concede cheap goals away from home and for 95 minutes i think that game plan worked to a T. I think they did really well to limit arsenal i mean martinelli kept running at van bisaka but i think he did quite well to to limit him on the other side as well i mean dallo had had saka had saka covered
2: me,
0: yeah had had saka covered for for the whole game so i think defensively they they looked Really strong until they had to sub off both center halves, and then the the lack of squad depth. And again, this is why we said the, the the stump the the board cost United this game because then the lack of depth becomes apparent, and when shit hits the fan, even just a little bit for United these days, it you you struggle. And even so, even having all of these issues and all of these symptoms that I mentioned before. It was we're talking millimeters, we're talking a different VAR frame. And you could have given it onside, even it was that close. I mean, there's still United fans claiming that the angle mm-hmm. is is not like the right, and and Gabrielle's head actually plays him onside. And I'm still not hundred percent convinced either. I mean, I see why they gave it off. I immediately thought it was off when he scored. I wasn't actually celebrating, but that's what I'm just saying is like that. Even with all of this, I think Ten Hag got it like very very right the way they set up. And at the same time, though, I I mean, you said you, you enjoyed the quality. I thought the pace was so slow from both sides. I mean, Arsenal weren't really probing well. United played it slowly. D- 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 what was it like as a neutral total? Because I felt like the only reason why I'm into this game is because I really care about the outcome.
1: No, I, I think I, I did enjoy watching the game because, obviously, it's two great teams, I like always. And I enjoy every game watching, but, yeah. But... Uh, the the thing is that when Arsenal scored the, the the first goal, for me it's when when you score the 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 coach always says the next the next five minutes you can't concede. Like I don't care, you just have to block them. They, you can't concede because it's the worst time to concede a goal, and to concede after one minute, like just doesn't make sense. But I think it's the The only time that Arsenal put pressure on on united they 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 went on that uh, other goals, just one two touches with speed, with quality, and then you score and then it's easy. It seems to be easy, of course, it's not easy, but and I just love that with Arsenal like when they they've got the, the chance to just put speed play one two touches and other doesn't touch the ball, everything seems to be easy. But when others touch the ball, it's something else. But, yeah, I, I really like that. And I love the, the other guy goal was perfect. I really love it. And, yeah, to be fair, uh, uh, you said it, but Talo was a monster. yesterday. I really liked the, the way he was playing at the back. Uh, to play on the left side while right, being right-footed is very tough. And he did it very well. And, yeah, but... Just some, some. It was there was just something missing for United. I did like the way uh, Tenag came. To be fair, it's not the best way to to play football. I, I agree with that. I like to team that play attacking football, but you can't do it every game. And the game plan from Tenag was perfect for me to play on the counter with Rashford. And I think when Eulund came in, you can see that. I know it's it's a bit too early. Just play twenty minutes, but I think he's going to be a menace for the Premier League. You can see it. He's got quality. After if, but in front of the goal, I don't know if his finish up is uh, going to, to cause some problem to some defense in the Prem, I think. And yeah, I think it's a good sign for United. They went to lose that game. But you can see that there was some positive to take from that game. And yeah.
2: Yeah, but I think just the, 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 the equalizer. And I think when soccer had the big chance I, as I just, well. I need to come
1: back into. I've got a problem. I just need to come back in two minutes. Uh, I don't have any more battery with the, with the laptop. That's okay. You're excused,
0: Toto. Arman and I will we'll take this on for the next couple of minutes.
2: I think when um, the, the equaliser and when soccer had the big chance, like the combination before and the patterns and the direct of the yeah. like the direct passing, I think that's what Den Hog wants. Probably, and I think that's just the, the 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 little difference these two teams have at the moment. It's just that I think Arsenal can create that sort of attacks, and United at the moment they're not there yet. I think so. I think that's where maybe the the difference still is. It's a small difference, but there is a difference. There. No, I agree with you. I think
0: Arsenal. I mean, everyone knows you. Arsenal are two years ahead of United in their development you know I mean the 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 project that Arteta has going on is is more advanced than United at the moment because Arteta's just simply been there longer to implement his ideas and and United have been a mess and to some extent they still are and and they're a lot of what Eric Ten Hag is doing is ironing out that mess and trying to build something and and as Toto said you know that there are signs there of, of the positive signs of of, of united because i mean even compared to last season where you went to the emirates and, and you kind of played more hope football yes they tr- they f- struggled to kind of keep possession in arsenal's half but we must also not forget arsenal came in second in the league they're you know a team playing very much at the height of their powers at the moment and it's not easy it's not an easy away game and to even just keep the possession stats equal is a is a, yeah. a huge sign of progress from ten Hag. i just think it's a huge shame that you know if it's a different game if you start a todibo over a a lindelof and then instead of harry Maguire, you can bring on lindelof and suddenly it takes a bit the the the, just the the structure and and the you can maybe cover up some of the symptoms that i mentioned going into this this poddy a couple of players i want to talk about i mean i've been a great advertiser of of why arsenal shouldn't have sold jacker the move to Leverkusen makes sense for him for his family. We've we've discussed this. They're left now in midfield with with Rice and and Harvard's and and Rice. You know he came up clutch. He was probably one of the best players on the pitch yesterday after a poor performance against Fulham the week before. But Harvard's man. I mean, uh, there's an imbalance there.
2: No Armand. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, and I mean, um, I mean, the two big moments is he should have scored once, and he he was probably at fault for the for the transition for the for the one 0 for uh, United. But um, yes, obviously, I mean, we all we all can see that is he's, that he's not at the best of starts and he's struggling. But I think we just need to we need to support him and back him. I think that's all we can do. Just because he's here now, we, we might as well give him the chance and give him this year to because we to be honest, if I would have done the the lineup, I would have put him in as well because Partey's injured. Who are you going to put left side? I don't want Fabio Vieira in 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 midfield against United when you're going to battle in midfield. I think Havertz is in the in the duels, He's stronger than Vieira. So and I think the run for the penalty was 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 a very good run. I think if he yeah. if he gets the penalty there, then all of a sudden there's a bit more of a positive vibe. I thought he had some he had some good actions as well. He'd have just course, taken the started... shot and you might have scored. So, so halfway through the game,
0: you yeah. were you texted the group chat saying they're playing ten against eleven at the moment. Harvard's was that bad in in your eyes? W- what is it that he struggles with? Like what is? What's going wrong for him? Is it the position? Is he is he struggling to adapt to, to Arteta's ways? Is he just not that good? What is it? Uh,
1: to say that he's not that good, I, I would say it's wrong because when he was at Leverkusen, we could see that he has quality. We know that he has quality. But I just think that he's not used the right way. But at the end, how can you use him? That's the thing because he's not a striker. He's not really a 10. He's not a number eight so it's hard to say where he can play where he's his best position and i think i just don't think he can adapt to the way Arteta wants him to play i just don't think he's that player that can play at that position and yeah since one or two years i just don't see anything in that player but we know that he's got quality and i just don't think it was the right move to be fair I don't know why won't wanted him that bad. If,
2: uh, look, just... if it if it would be a, a pre Arteta kind of thing, if it would do a different manager, I would be completely the same. But when I see the development players have took under Arteta, if even look at Odegaard when he first come at that loan spell, he wasn't really. He was doing lots of mistakes. He was so trying to. It's not playing simple, like. And look at Erdegar now. I mean,
0: it's yeah, just. Bro, I'm I... not
2: saying it's gonna be the next Erdegar. I'm just saying, no. I think Arteta, with every signing, has he has been very uh, measured, and he has been. There's an idea behind it, and I just think. Yeah, but sometimes we have. Yeah, of course, point. but I think if you look at Harvard's potential and what he can do. I don't think we can say this is not going to work. One, I don't think it 100%, is 100%. But I think just let's let's give it time because if you see the development of the players under Arteta, why can't Harvards go through that same process? And I think if if it does jail, I think it can be a very good player for Arsenal, I do think. Yeah,
1: so. I I hope for him it, it would work because uh, when he was at Leverkusen I, I loved watching play, he was really good. But I just think he, it won't work to be fair hopefully I'm wrong but I just don't see it obviously you should listen to Arteta because I'm not Arteta I know what he's doing but I just don't see it happen and I don't think it will happen but yeah that's my point of view and I think a lot of Arsenal I think it's it's hard because like I don't support Arsenal so I can say that I don't think he's good but when you look at Arsenal fan I think you're like maybe the only one that said that we need to give him time everybody yeah, else is are not coming on here yeah, but,
2: but, but this is why we do this
0: pod that... you know this is why we do the pod because fans are usually no but I mean, have, like, you, have you seen what, what the... nathan wrote in the group chat this week i mean he yeah, was blaming yeah, harry yeah, but... maguire for for arsenal's second not goal I and mean, like the, outrageous is, like, nathan
1: when you when you've got a, a new player i know that he's not playing correctly he's not at his best but like when everyone in the fan base is saying that they need to get rid of him just how the player can be like, oh yeah, they love me, I know that I can do better. Like, you don't want to do better Like when the fan base is saying that you should go away, that you're not good enough, that you're shite, or, or I don't know. Like, I don't it think it's as simple anyone. as
2: that, you know? Yeah, but it I doesn't
1: help th- anyone to say that, to be fair. I know that the, the fan can get hungry, but it doesn't help at the end.
2: Arsenal fans are very reactionary. Super yeah, reactionary. Very so emotional. We have to, very emotional, yeah.
0: Boys, before we go into detail about Arsenal fans, which is a topic I really don't want to get into, um, <laughs> let's move on to just a quick look at the international leagues. Bayern, Real Madrid, Inter Milan, AC Milan, are the teams left with perfect records? Bellingham came up clutch again for for Real Madrid. Leverkusen won again. Uh, questions about if they can finally win something uh who like i mean monaco are looking good in france who caught your eye this weekend toto which which one of these things do you want to talk about
1: obviously not lyon i don't know if you watched the game yesterday against paris
0: (laughs) the fans uh, it was
2: funny yeah what what he said yeah Yeah, 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 lyon fans were were mad with their team jesus
1: it's a huge mess to be fair Uh, but they've been for quite a long time yeah yeah but they're, they're not happy because um, there was the, the two youngsters uh, Bradley Barcola who went to Paris and Castelo Lukeba went to Leipzig okay. uh, they were I would say two of the best in the team they're, they come from the academy and they're not happy because they left when the club is in a, in a huge mess and the fans were happy with that but I mean I can understand like if the club is in, in a huge mess and you've got a Good opportunity abroad, I would just left as well. Like for Barcola, they, they sent him 50 million to Paris. I mean, I would do the same. 50 million is a, it's, it's a lot. Like six months ago, Le Barcola was supposed to go to Saint on loan, and now he, he left to Paris for 50 million. I mean, like, I, you can't say anything to him, and I just under, don't understand the fan. Lyon are not good enough, but yeah. But apart from that, I don't know. I just watched the, the Premier League this weekend, I didn't watch any other game. So Leverkusen right. are look, looking very strong. Boniface is a monster, Ooh. and yeah, uh, Dortmund as well. Uh,
0: yeah, we don't have, we don't need to talk about Dortmund this weekend, man. Nah, don't we don't, right, don't, right, we don't yeah. need to go
2: there? Yeah, no. Wow, Dortmund?
0: Wow. Um, for those of you English viewers who didn't watch the Bundesliga, <laughs> Dortmund Dortmund drew two two after leading two nil at home against newly promoted side Heidenheim. Can
2: we move on. Yeah, I watched uh, the the Gladbach Bayern game. I thought it was a very good game. I, I quite enjoyed it. it. was um there was there was a lot of mistakes, but the mistakes kind of contributed to the game being being end to end and being like really how do you say it? Yeah, just just uh, interesting to watch because there were so, so many mistakes from from both sides. But um, yeah, I thought I thought Bayern looked uh, looked better already than than last week. And thought last week, they are a bit flat sometimes. But now they, I thought they, they created some good chances.
0: All right, gentlemen, let's wrap it up here to our viewers. A massive thank you for sticking with us. We do apologize for the sound issues. We hope that Armin's construction site will be done next week and. We'll also iron out the the background noises uh from Toto's laptop, which is a bit a bit hot uh in this late summer weather. Boys, Toto Armand, thank you as always. I do wish you all the best to survive this international break, the most boring <laughs> period of the season. Um we will be back with some FPL content. I might even convince these two lads to join me for another pod next Monday just for, you know, about, chatting about stuff yeah exactly or something True. we you will know, come up with something um yeah thank but you switzerland and, uh,
2: against Andorra.
0: yeah i mean you know <laughs> it's going be crazy there might be some ballers on on display some andoran ballers <laughs> anyway it's a it's a bye-bye from from me and uh, i'll give the last couple of bye-byes to the two of you uh ciao for now ciao, ciao.
1: you guys